And now for something completely different. Here's what's coming up this hour on today's experience. It's Expository Thursday. Expository Thursday. As we work together to know the letter better into the narrative of the book of Acts, we travel to understand what things the Lord requires of us as we learn to apply God's timeless truths in our lives. First, after Paul and Barnabas made such effective inroads into the people's lives through their preaching, the religious teachers got exceedingly jealous. Nothing new there. They were so filled with darkness that they convinced the influential women and the leaders to run Paul and Barnabas out of town to kick them out. The most amazing part of this text is what happens after they were persecuted for the gospel. They were filled with joy, and the abundance of the Holy Spirit dwelt in them. That's a pretty good return for persecution. Next, Paul and Barnabas preached with such power that many people believed the gospel message. But again, jealousy rears its head, and this time it's in Iconium, and the religious leaders stirred up distrust and then made up lies and slanders against Paul and Barnabas. This kind of stuff is not new. You might see it in the news today, but it's been happening for thousands and thousands of years. And finally, here is the key to understanding the power of gospel. Not just when Jesus was on the earth, but afterwards, not just the original 12, but after with Paul and Barnabas, who were not of the original 12. They proved their message was true by doing miraculous and wonderful signs. The proclamation of the gospel, when people get healed, when people who are blind they see, when demons are cast out, gets a lot of validity to what's being spoken. That's the purpose of miracles amongst unbelievers— Power evangelism. David Spoon's life has been an experience. While growing up in a Jewish family, he made a wrong turn towards drug abuse. Then David Spoon found Jesus Christ, and his life completely changed. The more he studied the gospel, the more he wanted to share his experiences with others. After 35 years of ministry, David discovered a new path of service. He joined KAAM, and this radio program began. You're about to hear the David Spoon Experience. Welcome to the David Spoon Experience, local, national, and heavenly talk. Here's what else we're looking at during the show. Lessons for surviving, living, and prevailing. Politics, entertainment, and current events, personal revelations, spiritual observations, my life's insanities, and oy vey, oy vey, oy David, oy, oy vey, so much more. Hey, we're asking you, what do you think? Now, you can email us during the show, david at hemustincrease.org. Not supercalifragilisticexpialidocious, just david at hemustincrease.org. You can text us, 214-210-8483. That's 214-210-8483. Or you can call us, 972-445-0770. That's 972-445-0770. But get ready. Ho, ho, ho. Because when you make that call, you'll be talking to Amazing Jen. Amazing. And when you're talking to Amazing Jen, let me tell you what that's like. That's like getting customer service that is actually, wait, customer service. Wow. That's a rarity. 
<laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> Sad to say. Sad but... to say, right? So there's just certain people that should not be in the people business. <laughs> be honest about it here's the uh the whole thing in a nutshell maybe you've got a prayer request maybe you've got a praise report first of all praise reports and prayer requests unite us did you know that when you hear about god doing something in people's lives it's a blessing and then you're oh man the lord did that this could happen and when you're praying for other people and you join their struggles, you get a little less focus on your own problems, a little more focus on other people's issues, and you get a little more generation of faith. It's always weird that when you pray for other people, your faith steps up a little. It's just always true. And it's like that's part of the combination, the idea that Jesus said when he says, a new commandment I have given you, John 13, 34. Remember, that it's, it's love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, strength, mind, love your neighbors, love yourself, is the summation. But in John 13, 34, Jesus gave a new commandment, love one another, referring to the church and the brotherhood. Ooh, people don't like to hear that, but guess what? It's in the book. Here's the bottom line taking care of one another, blessing one another. Maybe you've got a question, a comment, a thought. Maybe you've got an opinion on something. It's not a kvetch fest. It's an opportunity to take this 90 minutes or 60 minutes that's left and just do the best we can to encourage one another as we see the day of the return of Jesus Christ getting closer and closer. Man, is it closer. Okay. <laughs> just say that. Here's your trivia question. What is the shortest verse in the Bible? It's in the New Testament. That's all I'm going to give you. It's in the New Testament. What is the shortest verse in the Bible? If you think you know, you can reach out to us by calling 972-445-0770. I'm going to say that slower because as D. Anthony's dad, Anthony, says, I say it too fast. 972-445-0770. You can also text in 214-210-8483. As well, you can send an email, david at org. Okay, got that rolling. We already have somebody uh, rocking and rolling for the answer, right? We're ready to go. Let's send him on through. Knock, knock. This is David. Who am I talking to? Hi, David. You're talking to Stanley. Hi, how are you? I can't complain at all, David. The Lord is blessing. Despite of Praise the Lord for that. That's one of the best answers. When I say how you do it, it's like I can't complain at all. That's excellent, man. Excellent statement. I really can't. Oh, and man. I got things going on, sir. My wife's in the hospital. But we serve a God that's able, that's on the throne. And and that's real what I'm telling you. I appreciate him. As the man, as the husband of my house, my, my wife, a man of my household. God has been good to us. Regardless how things look, we are going to a better place one day. Amen. Amen. Preach it, brother. That is exactly right. All right. I'm going to pray for you and your wife after we do the trivia, okay? And I, and I just, uh, it's nothing other than just asking the Lord, petitioning the Lord along with you, offering our faith together, okay? So I'm going to have yes. you answer the trivia first. And what's amazing about this trivia question is it should tell us something about the heart of God. Here we go. What is the shortest verse in the Bible? I believe it is Jesus wept. That is correct, Amundo! Now, if you, listen, if you listen to this show, you've heard me contend. I don't think it was for Lazarus. Lazarus is getting up in five minutes. I think it was for everybody's pain that was around there feeling the loss. 
Amen. And the lack of faith. Yeah. That and exactly. I believe yeah. that people have while standing there because he made the sermon. This I do. I know my father does everything I ask him, but this I do is for you all to know that my father sent me. Yeah. Excellent. Let me pray for you and your wife, okay? Let's yes, do it. Father, we come before you right now. We lift this couple up to you. And, Lord, she's in the hospital, yes, Lord. Lord. And you know what? That doesn't mean anything. She is not bound by that hospital any more than a body is bound to the earth under the power that comes from you. And yes, we ask Lord. you just to touch her through the power of the Holy Spirit in the name of Jesus and in give her life life and empowerment. Raise her up. I pray you comfort my brother and yes. have his confidence be so strong and the peace so powerful that he knows every step you're walking next to him and he has nothing to fear and can trust you fully. Bless this family. Bless their testimony. Bless their witness. In the name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen and amen. Amen. Brother David, I appreciate you. All right. Be God blessed. bless you, brother. All right. Bye-bye. Yes, all right. Love that. You guys need to be praying. This is what we do, man. This is part forget. You know, I, I mean, I do enjoy doing the teaching stuff, but this is the Christian stuff. This is the family stuff. And we got, we must, 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 must take care of family. Okay. By this show, all men, you know, you are my disciples by your love one for another. Pretty sure that doesn't go along denominational lines. Oh, wait. No, I'm positive it doesn't go along denominational lines. What is it? Twelve tribes, one Israel. Okay. There you go. All right, let's go into a little bit of the text. We'll probably go about a minute and a half over, not too much more than that. Uh, we are in Acts chapter 13, and we are at verse—let me see what verse we're at. We're at verse 50. Wow. Verse 50, it says this— uh, this is after the Gentiles were, like, all excited. You know, the Lord is like was spreading the message throughout their region. It says this in verse 50 of Acts 13. Then the Jewish leaders stirred up both the influential religious women and the leaders of the city, and they incited a mob against Paul and Barnabas and ran them out of town. But they shook the dust off their feet again, and they went to the city of Iconium, and the believers were filled with joy and with the Holy Spirit. Let me just say this. First of all, we've mentioned and talked multiple times on the filling of the Holy Spirit. There's not a filling when it comes to salvation, but there is a filling when it comes to ministry and character. So just understand how that works. And so what they done is, is they were just overjoyed, filled with the Spirit of God, which is why you should be praying to be filled with the Holy Spirit, because that is the command of Scripture— be filled with the Holy Spirit. And so the believers were filled with joy. They were filled with the Holy Spirit. And what we always focus in on is, look, Barnabas and Paul, they got ran out of town. Whoa. Yeah, that is a bummer. I, I agree with you. Being run out of town doesn't sound like fun. I'm sorry. I don't, I, don't, I don't see that as a great thing. Yet they understood that it was connected to the proclamation of the gospel. They then went to Iconium, and from going from being run out of town to going to the believers who were in Iconium, the result was being pushed from one place to another. They were The, the believers were filled with joy and with the Holy Spirit. And it's like the result of this is fantastic-o. Can, can I say that? Is that, is that a word? I don't even know if that's a word. It's like, look, I understand there's persecution. I understand there's difficulties, but it doesn't just stop there. I understand there's hard times. Get it. I got it. I'm with it. 
it doesn't end there. It doesn't end until the Lord has the final say. And you know what? In the presence of the Lord is the fullness of joy. So you want to know what the final say is? It's joy, everlasting and full of glory because of his presence. Yeah, people won't always be nice. That's for sure. But God will always cover you. That's also for sure. So those are some for sure things. Get it? All right. Take a break and then come back. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Short break. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere. Can't stand the skill. Can't stand the shame. Since the dawn of the Internet, people have been looking for a website they can be proud of without costing an arm or a leg. People want a quality website to promote their ministry, business, hobby, or passion. Introducing Cowpunch Sites. Cowpunch Sites can help you create and maintain a quality website. From design to security, Cowpunch does it all. Cowpunch is a family-owned and operated business, taking a fresh approach to business. Lots of clients at lower prices. Make mom happy. The most significant benefit of working with Cowpunch Sites is that you work with real people, not cheesy templates. No outsourcing. It's $57 a month, and there's no setup fee and no cancellation fees. When you go to cowpunchsites.com slash dad. That's cowpunchsites.com slash dad. That's me. Oh, did I mention that it's $57 a month? Cowpunch Sites, $57 a month, and that's no bull. Um, Dave, this is a nice radio station. Oops, sorry. That's Cowpunch Sites, $57 a month, and that's no bull-oney. There, that's better. Cowpunchsites.com slash dad. What is the David Spoon Experience? This is David. Who am I talking to? Hi, David. This is John. Hi, John. How are you? I'm fine, thank you. And uh, you? I'm doing fantastic. I'm actually having a, a wonderful day. And uh, you know, every once in a while you get some extra time in with the Lord and you just think, man, I can't wait to hear that trumpet. <laughs> I just can't wait. <laughs> yeah. I just right. can't right. wait. What's going on? Huh? But yeah. You want to know the answer, to that, I, I guess. I do, huh? I do. And so this is a good one. How many times did the boy who Elisha raised from the dead, how many times did he sneeze? Seven. That is correct, sir. You are right. <laughs> a little unknown fact from a lot of people that they might not be aware of is that actually he, uh, so after Elisha stretched himself out, the child sneezed seven times. And then the child opened his eyes, which means that he sneezed those seven times without his eyes open, which is like, wow, that's bizarre. It's like, how huh. do you do that? I, I just thought about it that way. Yeah, it's like, how would you do, I mean, how do you, sne- I mean, <clears throat> My eyes go in the back of my head when I sneeze. I just don't know how that well, Didn't, didn't uh, he lie prostrate across yes, him? Yes, and... correct. That is exactly well, now, what he I, did. I thought, okay, if he was sneezing, was he sneezing in Elijah's face? That's an excellent question. I do not have that answer, but I you have <laughs> well, to have sit to there and the wonder. To find that one out, huh? Yeah, I mean, the prophets <laughs> went through a lot, although it, it, <laughs> could be, it could be a tough one. Excellent job, my friend. Excellent, well, excellent you. answer. Good thank to, you. Good to talk to you. Nice to talk to you as well. All right. All right. God, God bless. bless. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. All right. <laughs> we roll. We roll. That's a great question that he sneezed in his face. You're here when I need you the most. When I need you the oh, most. Oh, welcome back. 
the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. That's KAAMAN. Oh, KAAMAN. That's like a double amen. KAAMAN right here in Texas. I hope you guys are having a good time, enjoying it. Don't let the world or the worldly drain you. It's not worth it. Here is your next trivia question. This is a great one. Actually, I think this is a good question. Remember, it's uh, number two, and out of, or it's their third one out of five. You should know that by now those are usually the bizarre questions. Here it is. How many books in the Bible, how many books have the name John in the title? Yeah, that, that's it. There you go. I can't do anything. It's between one and a trillion. Uh, if you think you know the answer, 972-445-0770. You can also text 214-210-8483. As well, you can send an email, david at hemustincrease.org. I will tell you that Eric had an earlier pow-pow. Nice job on there. Al also has had a pow-pow. Nice job on there. You guys are rocking and rolling, doing a great job. Here we go. Um, let's see. We do want to do our jokes. <laughs> we don't want to do. You don't want me to do. I understand that. I have to do it for me. You understand? That's a big difference. So we've got four jokes. They're one-liners. So I'm preparing Amazing Jen so she could either just totally ignore them or do whatever she wants. Are you ready for these four jokes? I hope you're ready. Here you go. Ready? All right. Here's the first one, the least of them. Uh, here we go. Uh, what washes up on very small beaches? What washes up on very small beaches? Microwaves. There you go. There you go. All right. What is the easiest way to get straight A's? Use a ruler. Yeah. That probably that probably qualifies as a win. <laughs> uh, this is another one. This is just one of those uh, snappy statements. I got my husband a fridge for his birthday. His face lit up when he opened it. Okay. I, did, <laughs> wow. I got I got buzzed three times. Wow. Uh, okay. Here's the last one. What is a balloon's least favorite type of music? Pop. <laughs> That's it. Yeah, this is this is why we don't do this for a living. <laughs> right, there. right there. All right. Uh, somebody wants to know if John Mark counts in that. No, because it's actually Mark, so you can't use that one. Uh, here's the question. How many books in the uh, Bible have the name John in the title? There's the question. Uh, the number to call, 972-44. Hey, Pop was a pretty good one. What could have... All right, 972-445-0770. Okay, 214-210-8483. Or send an email to even at he must increase.org. <laughs> see, see, Jennifer has permission to do that because she's heard a lot of these and she already knows they're bad. So she's just playing whatever she wants. Okay, here we go. All right, let's get back to the text. And this uh, somebody calls, then uh, just remind me I got to do the trivia or something. Uh, here we go. Uh, Acts chapter 14, verse 1. In Iconium. Oh, good. Paul and Barnabas went together to the synagogue and preached with such power that a great number of both Jews and Gentiles believed. 
But the Jews who spurned God's message stirred up distrust among the Gentiles. Okay, I want to make sure if you, you really get that, okay? But the Jews who spurned God's message stirred up distrust among the Gentiles and against Paul and among the Gentiles against Paul and Barnabas, saying that all sorts of evil things about them. Now, here is I just want to point this out, okay? Here is an important element. You've got people that are hearing the gospel that are getting saved. And then amongst them, there are people that have a jealous spirit because they're getting attention. This is the problem with fame. This is the problem with people trying to operate as the center of everything. Uh, if, if we all try to be number one on stage and there's nothing but competition, then there's just, and I'm not saying competition in itself is bad, but competition to be spectacular and famous, that just produces jealousy. It produces an arrogance. It produces a, a radical attitude of cutting other people down. Listen to what the Jewish people who rejected God's message— this isn't all of them, but some of them who rejected God's message. This is what they did. They stirred up distrust. Think about that. Like, wow. They just they just got it going. Don't trust Paul and Barnabas. These guys are terrible. They said all sorts of evil things about them. You know? What are you, a parent? What are you, what are you, a terrorist now? You're a parent? It's like, see, this, that kind of stuff, it's like so bizarre. It's like, why would you say something so mean about parents who care about their kids? It's weird. All sorts of evil, all sorts of bad things. When people start talking about other people and trying to cut them down and trying to remove them from positions, it's not a good thing. And these people were trying to move people away from moving close to God. Here's a brilliant question for everybody. Why? Because they wouldn't be in the limelight. They wouldn't be in control. They wouldn't be the authority. Think about what these guys are doing. Think about what's taking place. People are hearing the gospel. There's a powerful witness behind the gospel. And Paul and Barnabas are just sharing the, the love of Jesus Christ. He's sharing, hey, look, we're all sinners. The entire planet's on the way to hell. There's this lifeboat named Jesus. You either jump on board or you just go over the cliff. And that irritates people. I know what people are going to say is, well, look at the church. Look how bad the church people are. Paul's not preaching church. He's preaching Jesus. He's not preaching denomination. He's preaching Jesus. And there's people that don't want people to find that happiness, primarily because they've rejected it themselves. Look at verse 2 and 14. But the Jews who spurned God's message, people that hate the gospel, go a long way to trying stirring up distrust and say evil things about people who proclaim the gospel and people who love the gospel. Now, it, it, it's, it's almost like it's sad, right? It's terrible. 
It's a terrible thing. Now listen, listen to what I'm going to say. Paul and Barnabas preached with such power that many people believe the gospel message. But again, jealousy rears its head, and this, uh, again, just like it did before in the last city. This time in Iconium, the religious leaders stood up distrust and made up lies and slanders against Paul and Barnabas. Again, this is not new. Nothing is new in this stuff. It's just that there's a rejection of God, so there's a rejection of God's message. For those that are thinking, well, that's just the Jewish people who did this. This is everybody and anybody who spurns the message of God. Who, uh, what's the word we're looking for? Who uh, poo-poos. It was just like, that, that means nothing. These people are just after your money. They're just trying to get this, and you're trying to get this. And be my own grandfather whom I talked to one time when I when I uh, first became a believer. He was like, oh, I've heard there's a lot of money in being a Christian. That's what he thought. Little did he know that there was a lot of no money. <laughs> there's, there's a lot of zero money. <laughs> I can tell you that. And then in my life, because I went the other direction, there was really like a negative money. <laughs> went the wrong way altogether. Here's the thing. People spurn the gospel and then try to create distrust for those that don't follow the message of God. You know, I, I think everybody doing their politics things, that's fine. But when that politics thing becomes the gospel, that's not fine. Okay? Christianity is not an American phenomena. Christianity is a divine blessing for us to respond to. Get that? All right, let's keep that straight. All right, uh, trivia question. I got to answer a trivia question, right? Okay, I know I have to do that. Uh, how many books have the name John in them? New Testament. The answer is four. The Gospel of John, 1 John, 2 John, and 3 John. That's your answer for that one. We'll take our break and then come back. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Short break. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere. What is the David Spoon Experience? Can I blow your mind? You know, I did this with you before, but on a different text. I love this text. You will love this text because you and I are sci-fi people. You'll love this. I mean, this is one of those, oh, goodness gracious, that's so good. Uh, 1 Samuel 23, 10 through 12. 1 Samuel 23, 10 through 12. Okay, 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 okay. 1 Samuel 23, 10 through 12 says this, Then David said, O Lord God of Israel, your servant has heard for certain that Saul is seeking to come to destroy the city on my account. Will the men of Keilah surrender me into his hand? Will Saul come down just as your servant has heard? O Lord God of Israel, I pray, tell your servant. And the Lord said, he will come down. Then David said, Will the men surrender me and my men to the hand of Saul? And the Lord said, They will surrender you. I love this portion because people, we, we think in these boxes and we force God into our theology and say he must conform here, which is just insanity by itself. Here's a situation where David hears that Saul is coming down to try and get him. And he's asking, will the people of the city surrender me? I've helped them. I've defended them. I've given them some deliverance. Is, is Saul going to come in and change their mind and they're going to give me up? And the Lord says, yeah, that's going to happen. Now, if you read the rest of the passage in 1 Samuel 23, David leaves. So he is not surrendered to Saul by the men of the city. But what I want you to catch is this. God knew 
what the outcome was going to be if David stayed and what the outcome was going to be if David left. In other words, God knew the alternate universe or the alternate pathway that was taking place. We've talked about this before. It's one of those cool thoughts where we don't think of it in these terms. But remember, David says to God, hey, uh, are they going to give me up? And the Lord's like, yeah, they're going to give you up. That's what's going to happen. So you need to make a decision and go a different direction so we can have a different outcome. And it's like God knew what the outcome was if they gave him up, and God knew what the outcome was if he left. God knew what it would be if it went if he went left or right, if we went west, east, north, or south. God knew what the outcome was going to be no matter what because God is omniscient. He knows all things, which means he knows every alternate route. You may be from a Baptist background, a Pentecostal background, a non-denominational background. David Spoon has that too. You may be from the Church of Christ, Presbyterian, Methodist, Church of God, or some other denomination. But if you're looking for a show that's Bible-based, spirit-led, and a bit nutty, then give David a listen for a while. If you like it, great. If not, no worries. The David Spoon Experience. Welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. That's KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Getting ready for our next trivia question. You got to think about this one. What unique action did Jesus do at the Last Supper to his disciples? Did something very unique. One would not have thought Jesus to do that. If you think you know, 972-445-0770. You can also text 214-210-8483. As well, you can send an email, david, at hemustincrease.org. We're going to send you up to the website, as we often do. And what we want to tell you about the website is just a couple things. Don't forget about the prayer and praise reports that you have that opportunity on the website to uh, to fill in a praise report or a prayer request. You can keep it private. You can have somebody else read it. I can read it for you. It doesn't matter how it goes. You can keep your name out of it. You can make it public. Do it however you want to approach it. We just want to do it as a collective. Okay? That's the goal. The other thing is please be praying for our country because we could really use it. And then the the last thing is money, and I hate talking about money. So if I say money, money, money like three times fast, money, 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 maybe that will help you understand that we need money. You can give through the website. Check it out, hemustincrease.org. Prayer request? Hemustincrease.org. Praise report? Hemustincrease.org. Looking to give to this ministry? Hemustincrease.org. Confused by what's happening right now? Hemustincrease.org. Hemustincrease.org. All right, now is that the Darth Vader versus Obi-Wan Kenobi sword fight or not? Sure. (laughs) Good answer, Jen. (laughs) Yeah, sure, Dave, whatever. Uh, Also, 
by the way, everybody has to check out the website because if you want AM radio to continue, you got to help us do that. Uh, that's information's on the website for those who think that AM radio should continue. Uh, let's have the person who's ready to answer trivia questions sent on through. Knock, knock. This is David. Who am I talking to? Hello. Hello. This is Jamie. This is Jamie. Hi. Can you hear me? I can. How are you doing? Well, I'm great, but I'm on the road, and it's kind of a rough country road, so I was being sure I had a good reception. Well, you got a good reception going on. I'm going to give you the chance to answer the triv. Here we go. What did Jesus do at the Last Supper to his disciples that was unique? Well, I'm going to take a gander. I think the thing that, that always struck me as unique, kind of out of the box, kind of different, he washed their feet. There you go! <laughs> Excellent job! Excellent job. Very unique indeed. Is like you would never, first of all, most men didn't wash other men's feet. Second of all, he's the Lord, so he's the creator of the universe, and there he is washing their feet because that is what he's all about, serving one another. That's what it is. That's it. Can you imagine? Oh, I just, you know what? Sometimes I can, but most of the time I can't. It's just like, I'd be like, what are you doing? You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> like Peter? Yes. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> can you really put yourself in their, in their feet for that moment? Those yeah. Moments. And then, and then um, Peter's response is amazing because he's like, okay, well, you have to do it. Then wash all of me. And so then he goes from one end to the other. Like, don't do it. And then he's like, okay, well, wash every part of me. And then Jesus is like, okay, you're mostly clean here. I just need to wash your feet. <laughs> <just> like, <laughs> <laughs> what Excellent. a wonderful, wonderful thing for them to remember. And I'm glad it's recorded. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Excellent job, by the way. Thank you for your program. You're more than welcome. It's a treat to get to hear you. Awesome. Thank you so much for calling in. Such a blessing. I appreciate it. Thank you. God bless. (laughs) Isn't that great? I think that's the new caller. That was kind of fun. I love stuff like that. All right, what are we doing? Okay, so Eric said it was a, it was a, the sound wasn't the sword fighting. He said it was a Tesla car going off the cliff after an AM radio station boost. <laughs> That's exactly it, Eric. Exactly it. <laughs> oh my goodness, we need help. All right, we'll do. <laughs> I got two words for you, David Spoon. What's that? Therapy. Anyway, uh, we're gonna uh, do the uh, history in the fourth one. Okay, the next, the last one, fourth one. See, I, I do. Okay, you know. You imagine we have another audience when we do this. This will just be so bizarre. Uh, let's go back into the teach. I want to do that uh, right now uh, because this part is going to be something that we're going to be start teaching and talking a lot about. It doesn't mean that you have to become uh, Baptocostal. It doesn't mean you have to become Charismatic Pentecostal or anything like that. But you got to listen because you ought to know what you know. maybe 95 million Christians think. I mean, that's probably a good idea to at least have an idea of what the connection is between it. Here we are in verse 2 where the leaders had just spurned that uh, spurned Paul and Barnabas now watch this the Jews who had spurned God's message stirred up distrust amongst the Gentiles against Paul and Barnabas saying all sorts of evil things about them verse 3 the apostles stayed there a long time 
First of all, when people are talking against you, it's not typical for you and I to stick around. <laughs> they did. They know like, we have a mission. We're on mission. We're doing something for the Lord. We don't like it. Well, I know, but too bad. I mean, if you read Ezra and Nehemiah, they tried to stop the building of the temple. It's like they were on mission. People were trying to get them to stop. They were like, no, we're doing something for God. We're not stopping. This is what we're doing. When I when I first uh, was preaching in Temecula, California, I got to tell you this. The the Jewish Defense League, the JDF, they had an, an announcement saying, please, Christians, stop witnessing to Jewish people because they're getting saved at a high rate, and uh, you're that's offensive to our faith. It's like, I'm Jewish. You, you should have seen my response to those people. It's like, dude, what are you, crazy? I'm going to stay here longer and preach louder. So you got to be you got to be aware of these kind of things. They like they try to get you to stop promoting the gospel. Hey, the answer is no. I'm not gonna. We'll throw you in jail. I'll preach there. It's like see this. I know you're thinking that's crazy. Not as crazy as you think. Uh, all right. So then they're preaching. They stayed there a long time, preaching boldly about. The grace of the Lord, okay? They could have preached boldly about condemnation because it's not like these people didn't deserve it. <laughs> but they still preached about the grace of the Lord. Why? Because they were full of grace and they knew the gospel is a gospel of grace. And they're still going to communicate that even if those people rejected it, other people could still hear it. Here's the text I want to get to. This is just, this is lights out, outstanding. The Lord proved their message was true by giving them power to do miraculous signs and wonders. <laughs> Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Let's read it again. Acts chapter 14, verse 3. The Lord proved their message was true. By giving them power to do miraculous signs and wonders. So this is an important point because a large part of the church thinks, well, those signs and wonders are just for the 12 disciples. Well, Paul and Barnabas weren't the 12 disciples. They weren't 13. Matthias was 13, by the way. They weren't, that wasn't the case. And so they're preaching, and it's not just the 12. If you take that attitude, that's just for the 12. Well, then the Great Commission initiated just with the 12. I mean, you've got to be careful on how you say stuff like that. It's like, hey, the Great Commission is for everybody. And the idea behind that is that, look, there's no—God will never do a miracle for nothing. God doesn't do a miracle to show off. He does a miracle for purpose. He does a miracle to demonstrate his love. He shows power to demonstrate something he's trying to accomplish. He does it to prove his word. Is that necessary in in uh, all the places in our country? Doesn't appear to be. But you know what? Everybody on the mission field, everybody knows that miracles take place with the gospel. We just don't like to talk about it here because it doesn't fit. Too bad. And so here these guys are, and they're just wailing away, right? The message is being proven true. What? 
the proclamation of the gospel, people are getting healed, blind people are seeing, and demons are being cast out. So when that happens and you proclaim a message, there's a lot of validity that goes behind that message because it's like, uh, see, that guy was healed. Uh, you see that guy? He was blind. Now he sees. Uh, you see that guy? He was, uh, had a demon, and now he's like free of the demon. And that's where the idea for power evangelism, power evangelism comes from. No, that's not just a John Wimber kind of thing. That's been like one for hundreds and thousands of years. If you go through church history, you'd be amazed. There's different waves where the Lord pours out his Holy Spirit, and there's different miraculous things that take place. I know there's some teachers that say, no, no, that's ridiculous, but that's because they've never had the faith to do it. It's not my problem. It's their problem. Get over it. If God wants to do a miracle in one country and not another, you want to go up and argue with him? <laughs> well, first of all, do you want him to call you up to argue with him? <laughs> That's the real question. Then the other question is, it's up to the Lord. Does it, should everybody be doing it every the same for everybody? No, I don't think everybody's reception and message is the same in the sense of how they receive it. I think God demonstrates his declarations when he wants, how he wants, whenever he wants, in any way he wants. You know, so I, I gotta share this. This is this one person that I that I know. We were talking, and he was never didn't raise in a wasn't raised in a Christian home. Uh, he was in jail. He didn't know what to do, and he had a dream. And in the dream, Jesus came to him, and said, "You need to come and follow me." So when he woke up. He found the, I don't know if it's a chapel or the ministry. He asked to, to pray, prayed, became a Christian, became a fervent follower after that. It's like, well, you can't show me that in the Bible. I can show you 10,000 places where there's dreams. But you know what? That's what that guy needed. It's like, good. You know what happened? He got saved. Isn't, isn't that the goal? Oh, yeah, I, I think that's the goal. I'm going to go with that. All right, we're going to take a break and then come back. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Short break. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere. All of mankind destroying everyone and everything we find. Galatians chapter 5, verse 1. This is one of the first verses in my Christian faith that I learned. Which is, you know, it's, you don't think about it, but when I first became a Christian, people would share this verse with me. I didn't know why. I was going to find out why because God was going to set me free from a lot of drug use, but I didn't know then what was going on. I was like, oh, I'll keep hearing this verse. Uh, Galatians chapter 5, verse 1, the freedom for freedom Christ has set us free. Stand firm, therefore, and do not submit again to a yoke of slavery. So now in our society, you say the word slavery, and people start going, arr, 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 and then everybody starts freaking out. You know what? We're never going to change what the gospel is, and the gospel is the reality, the truth. We're not going to alter it for culture. We're not going to say it differently so people aren't offended. If you're offended, turn the radio off. Okay? That's your answer. You've got fingers. Use them. Here's our, you've got the ability to turn it on. You've got the ability to turn it off. Here's the bottom line. Every one of us, every one of us, before Jesus Christ was in bondage to sin. Every one of us. Now that we are in Jesus Christ, 
We are free from the penalty of that sin, and the Lord is working in us the process to overcome that sin practically. We've talked about it multiple times. You understand salvation from a little bit of a, you know, smart, not smart, um, multiple scripture point of view. Scriptures talk about salvation being past tense. Scripture talks about salvation being present tense. And scripture talks about salvation being future tense. The only way that could happen is if, watch this, salvation is past tense, present tense, and future tense. <laughs> See, it's the only way it can happen is because that's what it says. And so in that, we need to understand that from the past point of view, we are free from the penalty of sin. Yay! Currently, we're going through what is called sanctification, where we're being delivered. We're delivered from the power of sin, and we're learning in our own lives. We don't have to live for sin. And then eventually, when we're with the Lord forever and ever, we will be free from the presence of sin, and there won't be any evil, any bad, any yucky. Okay? Cool. In the meantime, while the justification, while the penalty for sin is done, while the freedom is there, the sanctification process is the one where he makes you look like Jesus, now that he's pronounced you to be like Jesus, and that's the one you got to fight through. That's the one that you have to go, you know what, I'm free, I just don't have to do that. I don't have to. That, therefore, becomes a responsibility because the scripture says, stand firm, therefore, and do not submit again to the yoke of slavery, which means that you can. But if you do, it'll be your choice. The David Spoon Experience. Welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. That's KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Getting ready for our last trivia question. Let me say thank you to Amazing Jen, who's done an amazing job again. Well, thank you. Uh, I do want people to know that when you hear me teaching and you're like, it ruffles your feathers, number one, it really shouldn't. And then number two, you don't have to agree with everything I think. I don't agree with everything I thought 30 years ago. <laughs> what that's, that's, a, that's a separate issue. Right? <laughs> we'll cover that another time. But you do have to listen. You have to be Christian in the response and how you engage, okay? That's what you got to be. All right, uh, last triv question. Going to be a little easier. Let's see, true or false? Jesus asked the children to back, stay back a while while he was teaching the more important things to the grown-ups. True or false? True or False. Yeah. Isn't there a show like that where Robert Stack did, uh, like, uh, you know, is it real or fake or something like that? I suppose there's some kind of show, a mystery show he had. Anyway, the guy that did uh, the Elliot Ness guy. Was it, it wasn't Unsolved Mysteries, oh, yeah, was it? Oh, it was, yeah. Oh, was it? Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah that's a, that was the show. I can't think. He used to have this one line where he'd like, true or not, something like that. Anyway, is it true or false? We'll figure it out. Uh, if you think you know the answer, 972 972- Nine seven two four four five zero seven seven zero. Also, you gotta you can text in. You don't gotta two one four two one zero eight four eight three. As well, you can send an email David at he must increase dot org. Somebody is calling in, so we'll take that call, and then after that we'll do our tri- not tri- our history, and then after that we'll do the finish up on the teaching. 
by the way. Uh, Jennifer did great. You see, she just dropped in the middle of it because Dee's car had a problem, and she's just phenomenal. She just does a phenomenal job. All right. Uh, is this person ready to answer the trivia question? They are. Let's send them on through. Knock, knock. This is David. Who am I talking to? Hey, this is Wet Will Rogers. Hello, brother. How are you? I'm great. I hope you're a whole lot better. I'm doing really well. Thank you for asking. I am doing well. And I want to I wanna be able to pray for you if there's anything we need to pray for, because I'm with you, brother, in, in all that you go through, okay? Yes, sir. All right, here we go. Here's your question. True or false? Jesus asked the children to stay back while he was teaching important things to the grown-ups. I believe it suffered the children to come to me for such is the kingdom of heaven. That is correct, Armando. You are right again. Yes, sir. Excellent job, brother. That's right. That's false. And see, that's where, you know, that, that old adage, uh, children should be uh, seen and not heard. Yeah, it didn't come Wrong. from, it's not in the Bible. <laughs> not a bit. In fact, they're angels behold the face of God, so be careful. Okay, that would be the And I don't remember exactly what it is. It's another verse because... You have to be like a child to enter the kingdom. Exactly right. In fact, I got in trouble with my in-laws because I said something along that, and then my uh, my uh, in-law said, uh, uh, "Well, you don't have to always act like a child." I said, "Well, I do." <laughs> I resemble that. Yeah, I, I that went over like a lead balloon, though. <laughs> I just want to point that out. <laughs> well, it wouldn't with me. I appreciate you, brother. That's why I love you. Good job. Excellent job on the trip. Thank you, bro. Yes, sir. You have a blessed day. All right. You too. Bye-bye. All right. What well, we're just rocking. Uh, there's only a little bit of time left. We still have to do history because I spent the time to write it. So let's do it. Let's do history. Let's go Now, Jennifer, you can or cannot comment on any of these. It's up to you. you oh, you know I'll comment. Okay. All right. This is just, I, <laughs> this is my absolute favorite one. It's plan your epitaph day. And uh, and my favorite one in the whole world is, I'm just being honest, is I told her I was sick, right? I think everybody loves that one. It's so funny. It's so funny. Especially if you're married. <laughs> if you're married and you just go, I don't feel good. Oh, what's the matter? I don't know. I could be dying. I told you so. <laughs> Right. And all of the guys out there that are acting like you don't do that, liars. Okay. Don't even tell me. Today is Sorry Charlie Day. I think that has to do with the fish. You know, Sorry Charlie. Remember that? Oh, the Star Kiss? Yeah, Star Kiss thing, right? National Caramel Popcorn Day. Totally, totally okay for that. You're not a popcorn fan? I mean, I love popcorn, but. Caramel? Eh? I don't like my popcorn to be sweet. Oh, ooh, that's interesting. So yeah. salty though, right? Salty, yeah. All Cheddar. Mmm. Right. Uh, that's good. All right, stop that. I'm, st- I'm still on a diet. Uh, also, National Twinkie Day. I have no fear of the Twinkie. So I, you, I, no. Yeah, I mean, it's the one thing, if you drop it from the Empire State Building, it will stay intact when it lands. I believe that. Uh, <laughs> uh, on this day, uh, Little Orphan Annie debuted in 1931 on this day. On NBC, and then the last thing, 1909, first person to reach the North Pole, American explorer Robert Perry and his team claim to have reached the North Pole. However, some of his claims are disputed by some historians. They say Frederick A. Cook claims to have reached the Pole previously, which is uh, something really sad because uh, nobody can figure out who was there first. You know who was there first? Santa. <laughs> 
Did, didn't think of going that direction. That was a good one. Okay, never mind. I wasn't going to go the chicken or the egg, but I just, you know what? Oh, I'm going well, to leave it there at the Santa okay. thing. All right. Uh, let's finish up on the teach. Here we go. Uh, that's right, folks. It it does go this way. Here we are. We are uh, going to repeat verse 3 and then go into 4, 5, and 6. It won't take long, so just uh, bear with me. Uh, it says, uh, The apostles stayed there a long time preaching boldly about the grace of the Lord. And the Lord proved their message was true by giving them power, <clears throat> excuse me, to do miraculous signs and wonders. But the people of the city were divided in their opinion about them. Some sided with the Jews and some with the apostles. Now, just in case you don't know this, this is always the case in the world. First Kings 18.21 talks about uh, the prophet saying you're either going to follow the Lord or the prophets of Baal. Make a choice. you got to choose. Verse 5, a mob of Gentiles and Jews, along with their leaders, decided to attack and stone them. A mob of Gentiles and Jews, along with their leaders. Well, who was it who was attacking them? Everybody. Just a mob of people, Gentiles, Jews, all their leaders, decided to attack them and stone them. So they went from, I don't know if we agree with them, I don't know if we agree with them, kill them! (laughs) From one one proclamation, like, I don't know if we agree, I don't like these people, this isn't going good, good, let's kill them. That's how fast that moves. When the verse six, when the apostles learned, they fled for their lives. They went to the region of Laconia and the cities of Lystra and Derby and in the surrounding areas, and they preached the good news there. So some people are like, "Well, they should have stayed there and just died for the Lord. If the Lord tells you to stay there and die for Him, you do. If He doesn't, you move on." Guess what happened? Because they left, the gospel got preached elsewhere. Do you know the early earlier church? I don't know if you know this or not. In the early like first three hundred years of the church, if you didn't die for the Lord, if you ever went to another place, you were considered an apostate. It's like, what if the Lord told you to go there? It's like this is, like, and this happens all the time. So you got to watch stuff like that. It's kind of like goofy. So here's what I'm trying to say by this. Look, if the Lord pushes you out in one area and redirects you somewhere else and doesn't tell you to stay, you don't. If he tells you to stay, you do. You know what you do? You follow the Lord. Because this whole Christianity process is not about pleasing people. It's not about the audience. It's about the author. When I get in my car and I drive home here, so I get in the car and I drive like to the gym or wherever. When I get in that car, there's I know some shows go better than others. It's just how it is. Can't have every show can't be the best show. Every show's not going to be the worst show. But you know what happens for me when I get in the car? I only answer to one. And if I don't think I really put it out there, like gave my best before the Lord, I say something to him. And if I, if I say something and it's like, Lord, I did the best I could, I lay it before you, I just I never even think about it again. It just it departs. And if I think oh, I could have done this better, you know, I, I try to be a little honest about that evaluation. But look at you do what you do for the Lord. Even even whatever the task is the Lord has put before you. You can't you can't do better than that. If you didn't do, you know, really what you can do, like, so I'm not going to say who has a wife who has people working under her. (laughs) I'm not going to see who that is. But sometimes those people may perhaps from time to time take advantage of clock management. You know, that happens. Okay. You know when you're doing that. You know when that does or doesn't happen. Hey, do your best. Do your best. Pray that it's blessed. Let the Lord take care of us. Don't worry about it. 
right? And and the one thing I will say, there's a brilliant idea. So I'm not a, a big fan on the Norman Vincent Peale, the whole line of positive thinking. You know, you know that. But he does have one thing he said that I just absolutely love, and I want to give him props for it. He says he, he knew a gentleman that would, uh, at the end of the day, he'd take a piece of paper out, and he'd write down all the things that happened in the day, and then he'd crumple up the piece of paper and throw it in a wastebasket. You want to know why? Because the day is over. That's good advice. <laughs> see, see, stuff like that, that's okay. I like stuff like that. I'm goofy that way. So do your best. Pray that it's blessed. Let Jesus take care of the rest. That's all you can do. All right, folks, you've been listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas, taking a 22-and-a-half-hour break. Then we'll come back. More Insanity with Spoonanity. Talk to you then. Just as I am, you reach down and see Just my freedom at the cost of Views and opinions expressed in the preceding program are those of its participants and do not necessarily reflect those of KAAM, DJRD Broadcasting, or its sponsors.